Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference with our episode three. So something happened uh, this week and we decided that we would bring the draft forward. We were anticipating doing the draft in June, but we've now completed it as of uh, <laughs> mid-May. So uh, so yeah, we've we've cracked on. Uh, we, we mixed it up a little bit. So Jack and I, we, we were having a bit of a chat about things and I, I've been seeing that a lot of people like to draft with long drafts. So they have eight hours a pick. So we gave that a go. It didn't quite work out as it should because I think we just drafted within two days, I think it was anyway. So, But but it generated some trades, which was quite interesting. So we'll go through that. And we also switched to linear. So we've been we've been looking into Dynasty uh, rookie drafting and, and yeah, we had initially set it up as sort of a serpentine drafting, but it doesn't make sense to do that, I guess, in a, in a sense that, you know, Anyone who wins gets the 10th overall and 11th overall pick, which just, yeah, it keeps the strong team strong and the poorer teams stay poor. So we've switched a few things up. Um, I don't know how well that's been received by some of the guys in the league, Jack. Um, I think I think some people will take some time to get used to it, but I think the amount of trades that went on, even like people trading in the fourth round, I think shows how, how good a move it was with the eight-hour picks. It was very exciting. Yeah, there was definitely a lot more trade movement and, well, we'll dive in, I guess, straight away. We might as well crack on. So we started off, we know that Sam had the number one overall pick. Uh, We predicted on the last podcast and even the podcast before that the only person Sam's probably going to be drafting is Trevor Lawrence uh, and he drafted Trevor Lawrence. So I don't think there's really any surprise there, but... Yeah, did you you expect anything other than that, Jack? I think... I think anything else would have been a ridiculous move, given obviously Sam didn't have a great season last year. Trevor Lawrence is going to be, you know, even if he's just average for his career, he's going to be on Sam's roster for probably the next 10 plus years. So I think it's, it's it can only be a good move for Sam, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's he's going to be a locked-in quarterback who, as you say, he's, that's exactly. it. That, that position is now filled. He doesn't need to think about adding anyone else to it unless there's an injury he, he could do with a backup, I guess, but... Yeah, he's he's sorted now. So Trevor Lawrence and Lamar Jackson is his one-two punch there. It's I think. a good one-two punch, I think it will be. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, we, we need to see what Trevor Lawrence is like when he gets to playing. Um, but he's he's rivaling Tom now, in my opinion, for, for a really good QB pair. So uh, I'm, I'm very jealous. But yeah, Sam, <laughs> Sam picked number one. And then we move on to number two, where things start to get quite interesting. So, <laughs> yes, it did. So James had the number two overall pick. I'm pretty sure he wanted Najee Harris. Rohan had traded up to get Kieran's number three pick. We all knew he wanted Pitts. So James decided to uh, to to drop a pick, knowing that Rohan would want Pitts and thus Harris was safe. And he got Denzel Mims uh, out of that trade, which, you know, for, for trading places, I don't think is a, a necessarily a bad pickup, given that James is hoping that the Jets do well from now on. No, I mean, you know, I think it was a, a genius move by James, knowing that Rohan, the, the Gators fan, um, was only ever going to draft pits. He's basically just netted uh, Denzel Mims for free. So it's, yeah, it's it's win-win for both. Rohan still gets pits. James gets an extra player. And he gets, like you said, Harris, who I believe he wanted from the start anyway. So it's a win-win. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess our assumptions that Rohan was going for Pitts have have been proven right. Um, so so yeah, Rohan took Pitts at second, which 
I, I wonder how much production he will get out of the first year. Maybe he won't be as crazy good as, as he's been hyped up to be. I've... <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping now, only because I'm jealous that Pitts isn't everything that everyone's <laughs> saying he's going to be. He probably will be, but f- first-round tight ends don't often come good uh, from from experience. So we'll we'll yeah. see whether he yep. he breaks that. He's a generational talent, as everybody keeps saying. So time will tell. Yeah, I think I, I think he'll. I, yeah, I don't think he'll go off for like a Kelsey level season first year, but like. I won't be shocked if he gets like what eight hundred yards, six, seven touchdowns, something like that. Which, as a rookie tight end, I think is more than respectable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think give it two, three years, and given his talent, I think he definitely will be. Maybe not up to Kelsey's level, but he'll be one of the top three tight ends in the league. I think pretty quickly. Do you think we'll ever see a tight end taken second overall in a rookie draft again? <laughs> no, definitely not. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely crazy. not. I mean, how many? How many did we have? We had one, two, three, four, five tight ends throughout five rounds, and three of those tight ends were taken in the fifth round. So it, it says a lot about how deep that position is. Not very. Um, yes, so. I was shocked there was five. To be honest, I, I honestly thought it would be Pitts and no one else was my was going to be my prediction. But yeah, I guess some snuck in in the fifth round. Yeah. Well, I guess we've said everything we can say for Pitts, so we'll move on to to Najee Harris, which we've we've lost over. So James, as we say, traded down and still got his target man, which win win for James. Oh yeah, like I said, he got he got Mims. Who you know, I mean, I'm I'm not his biggest fan, but if you can get a player for free and still draft the same player you were going to anyway, then why wouldn't you? Um, I think Harris is he's the lead back straight away in Pittsburgh. Um. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I was watching a video earlier today of him pulling off some one-hander in practice already. Um, so he can catch the ball. The Steelers' O-line is a bit suspect. But yeah. um, like we were discussing in, in earlier episodes, James's running back core really did need need a, a sort of solid RB2 behind Barkley. Yeah, that's that's true. So I think he's, he's strengthened the position he needed to strengthen. I think Harris is sort of the undisputable best running back out of the class in my opinion um yeah agreed i think yeah. most others would agree with that so as you say i think the steelers um o-line is is something to keep an eye on i think it, i read it somewhere the stat it was it was the second worst or something last year it was it was not good yeah so. they they were the second worst team running the ball last year um i don't think they've done a massive amounts to improve it in in the off season Harris is brilliant, but obviously the all line does need to to certainly improve if they're going to you know move into the top half of the league in rushing. Touchwood, that will happen. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to uh, the fourth overall pick, which was supposed to be Tom's pick. Now another uh, another trade, another trade here. So Tom traded his fourth overall pick, Jordan Love and Evan Engram, to Lewis for Darren Waller and his seventh overall pick. Now, in my opinion, Tom has come out of that smelling of roses. He is instantly in the championship conversation, in my opinion, with a tight end as good as Darren Waller. Oh, yeah, it was it was a... Yeah, the, the trade... I mean, obviously, Lewis needed the quarterback, so I appreciate why he's done it. But Tom getting Waller, who is, yeah, probably going to be a top five tight end most years... And Tom getting, obviously, his first-round pick as well. I think it was a genius move, like, playing on the fact that Lewis really didn't need a trade-up to draft a quarterback. Yeah, so Lewis's selection was just in fields, which 
good. I think as far as uh, the quarterbacks that are available are, con- available are concerned, Fields is probably going to see, pardon the pun, the field um, um, <laughs> more sooner maybe than uh, Lance, for example. So I think he fills the position that Lewis needs quite well, assuming that Lewis's QB1, who shall not be named, <laughs> is, is, is not playing next year, which is... I guess still out for for discussion. We'll find out whether that happens or not. But as as you say, I think for for Lewis's situation, Lewis did the right thing. I think for Tom's situation, Tom did the right thing. It was it was a very interesting but very good trade for both parties. I think. Yeah, agreed. I mean, Tom gets Waller, Lewis gets Fields, who uh, you know is definitely the second best quarterback in the class. Um, and like you said, if you read in reports, I think it's probably going to be sooner rather than later that he does start. Um, and I think the other quarterbacks that Lewis maybe would have got, say with the seven pick, um, I think wouldn't have benefited him as much. So I think he he did need to make the move up. I think. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's done all right there, Lewis. I think to get to get Fields at fourth, and then we move on to fifth, which is yourself. If you want to introduce the player you selected. Yeah, so I took um, Jamar Chase at five, um, wide receiver for the Bengals, um, which I was very happy with, given the way the draft went with Devonta Smith going to Philly. um, That did push Chase up my draft board. Four-hour dynasty drafts, I was buzzing to get him at five. I think if Burrow stays healthy, he's going to absolutely light it up for years to come. So, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I I think he was everybody's number one uh, wide receiver selection for sure. So to get him at five, I think he did pretty well there, to be honest. Uh, so he, as you say, so as long as as long as Burrow and and that O line <laughs> protect him, <laughs> then yeah, I think I think Chase is a is a great pick. And then we have uh, Rohan's second pick uh, for the first round, his original pick, which is the sixth overall. He went for Zach Wilson. He he did yeah, and like like we discussed. Rohan having having Tom Brady as his as his primary option did sort of need to draft some young quarterback talent. It's it's no secret that I don't really like Wilson or the Jets as an organization. So if it was me, I'd have definitely gone Trey Lance. But you know, we 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 could see Wilson turn it around, and as we know, he is definitely starting week one. So that's that is a bonus for him. Yeah, definitely. And as we've discussed before, Rohan does play primarily with one quarterback, despite. Yeah, uh, he does. having a super flex league, so you know, it does give him an option there to to slot Wilson in as his QB two if he wants to go down that route instead of relying on other players. So yeah, I think it was a logical logical choice, especially given Brady's age, that Rohan goes for a quarterback. As you say, Wilson is going to play straight away, so it makes sense from that perspective. But yeah, I mean, Rohan has the most picks out of everybody throughout this draft. He had seven <laughs> altogether, so oh, God. he's uh, he had a lot of a lot to play with there. So then we move on to the seventh overall pick, which uh, was Lewis's traded Tom in the trade that we just mentioned, which Tom got his target man. He got Etienne, which yeah, I think Tom, as 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 we said earlier, masterclass in trading there. Oh, he's yeah, he's, he's nailed it. He's he's. If this is the guy he wanted anywhere, he's got you know Darren Waller out of it as well. So it's it, he's done it's fantastic in this trade. Etienne, obviously, because I've got James Robinson, frustrates me very much so. Obviously, the news coming out of camp that he's taking all the snaps at wide receiver sort of does intrigue me a little bit. I have already spoken to Tom about possibly trading for him <laughs> just because I, uh, I don't want Robinson's value to dip. 
hopefully he just plays wide receiver and Robinson has the running back carries, then we're both happy. That's what I'd prefer. Um, if you were to call- look at this as a non-Robinson owner, though, if then it's you, a- if, you know, Etienne was, <laughs> he's, a, he's a first round pick running back. He's, <laughs> um, you know, and, and, I, I, mean, I don't feel too good for Robinson, unfortunately, at the minute. No, I, I don't either. I think, like, as a if I if I was speaking as a non-Robinson owner, I think speaking with my my head as an NFL fan, I think they'll probably go backfield by committee, which will just shaft everyone's value. And I think it could be one week Robinson will go off for twenty. Next week it'll be Etienne. Next week. Um, Carlos Hyde will vulture a couple of touchdowns. So I think, to be honest, I think it's just going to be a frustrating season for the Jags' backfield. Yeah, more than likely. Being honest, yeah. I guess we'll see what happens, but I think Tom's feeling pretty good about it. And who knows, knowing you want him so much, maybe Tom's going to display some of those uh, <laughs> slick trading talents uh, once again. We'll, we will see. So then we move on to the eighth overall pick, which is Alex's pick, and he has gone for... Javante Williams. Yeah, Alex, I think this was a, a fantastic pick. I love Williams, you know, even speaking not as a Broncos fan, but as a Broncos fan, I love him. I think he's going to probably surpass Melvin Gordon. Maybe not this season, but after showing his skills this year, I think he'll probably become the RB1 in time. I think he's got that type of talent. Will, I mean, Alex already has some good running backs anyway, so Williams sitting there in a flex position I don't think is a bad move. So I think Alex has done pretty good there getting him at 1-8. Yeah, I was I was somewhat hoping that he might fall a bit further. Fall but to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he unfortunately didn't. No, I, think, I think Alex has made the right choice there. And as you say, I think he's definitely a pick that's going to need some, uh, some, some time to, to come to fruition, I think. I, I don't know that you're going to see any fantastic production right off the right off the bat to start the season with but i definitely exactly. think he's going to grow into a into a good player and as the third running back off the uh, off the board i think yeah he's 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 an excellent selection it in fact we almost go a full full rounds worth of picks without arriving at the second uh, at, well sorry at the fourth running back off the board so i think there's there's kind of a fairly steep drop off after williams steep, so yeah. it, it it made sense for Alex to go for him in that situation. And then we move on to the ninth overall pick, which was Elliot, <laughs> who took Trey Lance. He, he spent a long time on his pick. Uh, El- Elliot time. and I were undergoing some negotiations for a trade for uh, Justin Jefferson. But unfortunately, Elliot, well, unfortunately for me, Elliot didn't uh, didn't <laughs> bite, although I think he very nearly did. So I'm, it was I'm, close. I'm very upset that I didn't get didn't get my my boy out of that trade but nevertheless I think Elliot's come out pretty well there with with Lance especially given that Elliot doesn't have an immediate need at the quarterback position Lance is the kind of player you want who's just going to sit on your bench maybe for half a year to a year and then suddenly he's going into an offense that's loaded with weapons so I'm, I'm very jealous yeah that's it I think Lance is Elliot's team we've already spoken about his fantastic very deep roster um Lance can sit there two, three years, and then um, Elliot to the quarterback retires or, or whatever, and Lance slots straight in. So I think it's a perfect pick for Elliot. He's still going to be strong sort of in a couple of years, and then Lance takes over for one of his current quarterbacks. Perfect situation. Yeah, he's he's done well there. Although, I don't know, he doesn't seem too happy with him, so... <laughs> I know I've tried to uh, trade for him, but... Nothing, I have as well. <laughs> nothing so fortunate, unfortunately. <laughs> I think because you and I both tried to trade for him, he suddenly realised the value of Lance because why else would you and I want him? Um, so, yeah, unlucky for us. 
And then it was the tenth overall pick, which is which is me, and I went for Jalen Waddle and. The main reason is because I love where he's landed. I think him being back with Tour is fantastic. Yeah. I don't think there's that much of a challenge for him at the Dolphins, especially after you know Parker didn't have have a particularly good year last year. Especially, I, I, I'm hoping that Waddle kind of emerges as as wide receiver two, maybe in his first year, and then grows into the wide receiver one position. I think the fact that Waddle was selected ahead of Smith by the Dolphins shows that they are really married to Tua and they trust him and they want him yep. to be happy. 100%. I think chemistry counts for a hell of a lot in the game. So I, I went for Waddle based on a lot of those reasons. And the fact that he was still there at 10th, he was on my personal board at 7th. So I feel like I got a steal, to be honest, getting getting him at 10th. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, like you said, the, the, the Dolphins sort of wide receiver core isn't the best. Parker did have a bit of a drop-off last season after a decent season before. Preston Williams isn't isn't too hot and, and is injury-prone, as is Will Fuller. So I think even if Waddle doesn't have or absolutely light it up season first year, given a few years with that chemistry, I think, yeah, I think he'll be the wide receiver one in a couple of years easy. Yeah, and, I, and I'm in a position where I've got quite a deep uh, wide receiver roster at the minute. So exactly. I'm, I'm feeling that you know, he's. I'm almost placing him in incubation for now, and just waiting for him to 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 come good. So yeah, he was a. I didn't need anybody out of this draft immediately, so I kind of I played with foresight rather than with sort of immediacy, which is quite a nice position to be in. To be honest, it's nice not to be utterly reliant on the, on the draft to get through. So I was pretty happy with that pick. And then was we that go a dig at me. Um, no. <laughs> It was. I was more patting myself on the back. I was just, oh, okay. yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> so then we we move on to uh, to the eleventh overall pick. I guess we might as well go through the second round. We yeah. might as well go through the second round, and then we can uh, we can speed up a little bit through the the final three rounds. Although there were some interesting picks there too. Sam went for Devonte Smith, who obviously is going to be playing for his his team, the the, the Philly Eagles. So I think he must have been quite happy with uh, with that. Yeah, I think if you know if if Sam was looking at the draft and going, you know, my first two picks are going to be Trevor Lawrence and Devonte Smith, I'd have been, you know, very happy with that. Um, Smith, I mean, I, I don't, I still don't think Hertz is necessarily the long term answer at quarterback, but I think Smith's talent at some point will come good for Sam, whether that's with Hertz or a different quarterback down the line. I think it's a it's a great pick, and I think Sam's first two picks have really sort of. You know, not put him in contention for say a championship, but it really made his team a lot, a lot more reliable. Yeah, I mean, we we have mentioned that Sam's weakest point is is running back, which you know he hasn't gone down that route. But I think given the choices that were available to him, yeah, it, it wouldn't have made too choice. much sense. Yeah, so I think yeah. definitely give him another year and another set of picks. <sighs> yeah, back he, he's yeah. he's suddenly back in. So then we move on to the. Uh, 12th overall pick, which is James. He didn't trade to anybody this time. <laughs> but uh, he's he's gone for a wide receiver himself. So he selected Rondell Moore. Yeah, um, and then obviously he then he then traded the next pick as well to get the, the 13th overall. Took another receiver in Bateman. So Moore and Bateman, I think. I had Bateman higher than Moore on my board. Um, I think Bateman's going to come off a little bit better than Moore is on that Baltimore offense. 
Um, but I think they're two great picks for James. Really adds depth at the receiver position for him. And Bateman in particular, I was really hoping would just fall one more pick to me. I was really praying for it. <laughs> yeah, you were unlucky there. It was an interesting trade because the, the the full trade details are that Kieran traded his 13th overall pick this year, which, which yes. James received. And James has traded his future first round pick for next year. So it is an interesting decision. Does James know something about the 2022 draft class that, that everybody else doesn't? I mean, yeah, the only thing I can think is perhaps James is obviously loved Bateman and was was hoping that um, is hoping that the team this year can carry him all the way because obviously if, you know a first round pick is is a lot to give up. Like I said, I prefer Bateman out of the two, but I think the the two together, I think James is is has, has done well there. Yeah, that's true, and I guess you know James is trying to strengthen his team this year. He's got two very good. Well, three very good players coming back from injury yeah. in Sutton, Barkley and Prescott. So his team is going to be completely different this year to what it was last year. So he's not, well, I think he's hoping he's not going to be in this position next year. And yeah. Thus the value of his first round pick is, in his eyes, hopefully going to drop significantly. So exactly. I think it was a calculated move on his part, for sure. Okay, and then we move on to... Uh, yourself, who who has at some point during the regular season, I believe you traded a player for Tom's second round pick. Yes, it might have been the Ezekiel Elliott trade, I believe. It was, yes. Yeah. So this this trade I got with Tom, it was um, I gave him Ezekiel Elliott because I just lost all faith in him. Um, I got back a second, James Robinson. Uh, and Zach Moss as well of the Bills. Um, and then with this pick, I took Mac Jones. Which, you know, given that I had Cam Newton, I thought made sense. Um, to be honest, I didn't think I'd, I'd even get this far. I thought Jones would have been would have been taken by now. I love him landing at the Patriots with Belichick. It's just a, a fantastic organisation in general. So I think even if he doesn't start this year, personally, I don't think Cam can go on much longer. So I was I was more than happy to take him with this pick. Yeah, it was a great pick. He was quite high on my list, actually, Mac Jones. I was. It was a toss up really between. I think if Trey Lance had, had fallen to me, I would have gone for Trey Lance. Yeah. The fact that Waddle was still there at, at 10, it kind of, I feel like I'm going to get more legs out of Waddle than Jones. So I, I went for Waddle in the end. But yeah, for, for Jones to drop to, to this position, I think you, I you would have to. been remiss to, uh, to let him go any further, to be honest. And it was your pick again, straight after. Yeah, this one, um, obviously by now, we, you know, we're getting a bit lower down, um, but I took Kadarius Tony, uh, receiver for the Giants. Watching his sort of college highlights, I was I was a big fan of his, and I'm hoping, obviously, Daniel Jones sort of sorts his, sorts his shit out, and then... Um, <laughs> me too, I've got Golladay, so that would benefit me <laughs> as and well. And if Jones, yeah, if he just stops turning it over, because, um, you know, he's shown flashes, he can, he can sling it. Um, I think I think Tony should be a, a pretty decent pick. I'm already pretty stacked at receiver, I think. So this was just adding a little bit more depth. Yeah, which is always good. Um, I guess that brings me on to another topic. Actually, is that we've we've implemented a a rookie taxi now, haven't we? So we can have up to five rookies placed in. Um, essentially, I was speaking to Elliot about it. He's like, oh, it's like a rookie ISA. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess it is. You kind of <laughs> leave them in there to mature. And uh, if you take them out, it's you're not really meant to put them back in, I guess. Uh, or you're not going to because they must have matured to a, to a level you're happy to play them. So it does give us more room on our rosters to, to take advantage of that. And as far as depth is concerned, it's nice to stash a few people away for, you know, the day that they hopefully become very good and very 
you know, promising fantasy players. So yeah, you did, you did well there to get even more added depth. Yeah. Um, and then we go on to Rohan's third of seven picks <laughs> next. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, he wanted. He obviously wanted a lot of a lot of people, didn't he? Uh, so he went for Trey Sermon, which was a good pick, I think. Yeah, Sermon, yeah. I mean, granted, like we discussed earlier, Sermon's a little bit of a drop on the, you know, the Harris, Eddie and Williams, I think. Um, but yeah, I think Rohan will be buzzing with that in the second round. The, the 49ers usually always go sort of backfield by committee in some way. You'll have, you know, one running back go for 800 yards, another for 700, um, which is a bit of a nightmare. But I think Sermon will probably be one of those. So I think it's a, I think it's a good pick. Yeah, definitely. Rohan was very happy about it as well uh, when, he when he felt him. I think, to be honest, I think Rohan's very happy with his his overall draft. To be fair, I think I would be. Yeah, yeah, he he did well. He he seemed to, yeah. The the players that went before him seemed to have specific needs that were different to what Rohan had, yeah. and thus he managed to get the players that he wanted because they just trickled through the the cracks. So he he played well. Uh, you know, even though he did, he was a little unfortunate, I guess, to have to trade up to get Pitts. But even then. He he got his man, so he he had a good he had a good innings there. I think next is Lewis, and he went for Amari Rogers, which I think if uh, if A Rod stays at the Packers, this might be a really good pick. If if he moves away, which you know apparently your sources are telling you he's going to the Broncos, then maybe <laughs> it's not going to be as good a pick. Who knows? Yeah, I mean those. Yeah, to be fair, those sources. That's just my my heart. But, um, <laughs> um, wow, well. I think. Yeah, if 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 Rogers stays, I think I think Rogers will be a, a good pick for Lewis. You know, he, he make Rogers makes everyone better. Um, so even someone like a you know a third round receiver will be yeah could be absolutely fantastic and go off for a thousand yards. So I think it was a a good pick by Lewis. And to be honest, if I was in the same position as him, given what's left on the board, I'd I'd have probably picked the same. To be fair, I think. Yeah, yeah, he he did well there. Uh, so. Another A. Rogers joins the Packers. So uh, next up we have Alex, and he went for Michael Carter, who, again, I th- I think this is a good pick. I was, I mean, I I traded away my second second round pick, which we'll soon discuss. But Michael Carter, I think he slipped quite far. He's he's probably gonna emerge as as a very important part of that backfield, and I I don't think that he's gonna be a bad player to be honest I get a lot of Antonio Gibson vibes about Michael Carter which <laughs> frustrates me because I don't have Gibson yeah. anymore and Alex has Gibson and now Alex has Carter so I think he he did well to, to draft him I know he's gone to the Jets which immediately puts <laughs> a downer on his his landing spot but again he's he, it's the situation he's getting himself into I can't see him not being relevant this year yeah that's it if you if you think even if the Jets are really bad at the end of the day, someone's still got to run the ball. So I think, and you, you want to take the pressure off Zach Wilson a little bit as well. So it wouldn't shock me if he if he has a pretty good year. To be fair, I'm hoping he's not as quite as good as Antonio Gibson because, given that, like you said, Alex would have both. That would frustrate me very deeply. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and next up, we have Elliot with his pick. And he went wide receiver this time. He went for Armon St. Brown, who's gone to the Detroit Lions. So I think, again, he's probably in a situation where he's going to be able to 
rise the ranks quite quickly just because the, the lions are not very <laughs> good. So dreadful. Yeah. So so it's potentially a good pick, but I, I just can't. I don't know. I can't see the lions having a fantastic year, and thus I don't know if St. Brown is going to be a producer for Elliot. But as we discussed before, Elliot didn't need any players coming out of this draft, so he he's a stash, I suppose. Yeah, I think it's yeah, like I said, Elliot's just picking here for for future, and like we said, he, he can always put him in the in the taxi spot if he wants. Like we said, I, I you know, I, I don't think the Lions are doing much this year. Um, Jared Goff is a massive downgrade on Stafford, I think. Um, oh, I know yeah. Goff's been to a Super Bowl, but it, it, yeah, I just don't like Goff. So, you know, a fourth round receiver, I, I don't think he's going to do much this season. He is pretty good from what I've seen, St. Brown. Um, but I just, again, I just don't like the fit in the team. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one, but we'll we'll see. I, I mean, is Goff going to be a long-term quarterback uh, for, for, <laughs> for the, the Lions? For the Lions' sake, I hope not. Probably not. I, I, I don't <laughs> know if he will be. But then again, maybe he needed a, a change of scenery to, to get good. <laughs> we'll see. And then we move to the final pick of the second round, which was mine, but a couple of days before the draft, I traded my second round pick to you for Jarvis Landry. So the reason for that is because Landry's getting on a bit and I wanted some wide receiver depth from somebody who has, aside from last year, been very consistent. Yeah. And I, I guess for you, you wanted to, to have the opportunity to to obviously go for a go for a young stud who's, uh, who's going to grow into the position. I think... Given where my team is, I think depth is something that's pretty important to me at this point in time. So I think, you know, I'm going for the championship again this year <laughs> and I definitely want to get there. So I've, I, I I, was nervous about who would fall to my position in the second round. And I know that given Landry, you know, he's on a run first offense now, he's probably not going to return to his, his glory days anymore, but he's still a good guy to have there waiting in the wings in case I need some backup. And my team, until fairly recently, after a couple of trades, yeah. hasn't been very deep. So I think we both came out of this quite well, to be honest. Yeah, I was I was very happy. Um, like I said, I was already, I'm pretty stacked at receiver, so I was, I was quite happy to, to trade away Landry. He's been good, I think, especially in our league, which is PPR, he's... He's very solid because he can have those games where he catches, you know, nine, ten passes. Um, you know, the first five years of career of his career, he was absolutely amazing. Like you said, the Browns are run first now, but I still think Landry will be solid for you. Um, with the pick, I took Tuba Hubbard, the running back for the for the Panthers, who I was very happy to see drop to me in this position. All reports say set to back up McCaffrey. And I think, given that, how good he was in college, his 2019 season, he ran for 2,000 yards and 21 touchdowns. So he is, he, he does have pedigree. Um, yeah. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just, he's, he's just going to sit there, maybe use him as a bargaining chip with Lewis, who has, who has McCaffrey so at some point down the line. Or obviously, if McCaffrey does get injured, then I think he's just going to fill in that role pretty easily. Well, that's the thing. I think it's, it's a very, it's very situational, I think, this pick. Um, I I don't know whether I would have picked him personally just because mm. I don't know if I could have put up with the headache of having to try and trade him away or hoping that, that McCaffrey gets injured, especially when we've got a pretty fantastic receiver like Elijah Moore on the table. I think I'd have gone that way, but you you are right. If you look at Davis last year, he was, he was an incredible pickup. He was a solid RB2, if not RB1, for a lot of the weeks. And he was. McCaffrey has until last season 
been regarded as a bit of a sort of an iron giant, he doesn't get injured. Yet now, you know, he was out for a large amount of time exactly. last last season. He's getting older. He's still he's still fairly you know he's in his prime, but he is getting older. He has had injuries now. Last year, he might get injuries again. And given Carolina's offense, they rely on that running back oh, position. So I think he's he's a gamble pick. But if there is a lot to say that McCaffrey might get injured again this year, and thus he might end up rising to be the Davis uh, of twenty twenty one. In which case, you've got a choice to make here. You either you either trade him to Lewis so that Lewis is. You know, relaxed. He knows he has a backup in case McCaffrey goes down. He's still in with a chance of, of going a long way. Or you wait for McCaffrey to get injured and either use Hubbard, <laughs> use Hubbard to, uh, to to get yourself some points, or you look at a trade at that point. At which point his value will have spiked Just significantly. Exactly. So yeah, he's an interesting he's an interesting pick, and given that we have the rookie taxi as well, if you just stash him in there until he's needed, whoa, you'll be in a good position. And then we move on to our third, fourth, and fifth rounds. So we will fly through these a little faster, given that um, a lot of the the solid talent has disappeared. I guess we can cherry pick certain picks. Do you want to do you want to start by choosing a significant pick from these rounds, Jack? Or yeah, I mean, I think um, obviously Elijah Moore was someone I I sort of mentioned in my um, pre-draft episode as someone I I quite the, like the look of. Obviously, again, because he went to the Jets, I don't love the pick as much, but I do think he's still going to be solid. Um, I think he'll be a reliable option for Zach Wilson all season, just in that slot. And I think I think James had a had a good pick there. And if you look at James's. What three of his first four picks were receiver? I think he's got three good ones there. Yeah, yeah. I I'm surprised he dropped as far as he did. To be honest. I yeah, I am as well. Third round is is a long way down. I know he's gone to the Jets, and that's probably what's what sunk him. To be honest. Yeah. But at the same time, he is good. So he is. You know, yeah. And, and the Jets are going to be a new a They're new team this year. So yeah. Well, yeah, the, yeah. Well, they can, they can drop one more place, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> there is room to to get worse. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I'm surprised he he went that far down. I think another significant choice for me, more just as an observational piece, was that um, you had traded away your third round pick to Rohan, and in your place, Rohan selected Cal Trask, which <laughs> I, I don't know if he's worth going at that position. You know, mid mid third round, I think he could have probably lasted a bit longer. But Rohan is the player in our league who needed him. Given that Brady is his primary quarterback, it makes sense to have his backup. Mm-hmm. So I think it was a good choice on his part. Yeah, I agree with that one. I think he he probably should have gone later, but you know, Rohan in that position has picked has picked well there as a, as a backup for Brady and hopefully maybe a future franchise quarterback. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to take a, another selection? Yeah, of course. I'll definitely take another selection. I did like in the fourth round. Um, it was oh, it was yourself that got um, Jordan Palmer. Yes, um, I, I, I like that pick. I, I didn't think he'd quite make it to me. My pick at um, five five, um, but I, yeah, I did. I did like that pick. He was on my board in the later rounds as one to watch. Yeah, same. I was quite surprised he fell as far as he did. To be honest, because. He he's he's going to a good spot really I think by going to the Chargers he's he's going to be able to grow with Herbert hopefully yeah um, and he's another one who's not going to be amazing right off the bat especially when you you know you're behind people like Keenan Allen so you're not you're not going to overtake Keenan Allen but 
Alan is getting on a bit and Palmer's the new talent, so I'm hoping that he uh, he sort of <laughs> he comes well, even if it's not Alan, I mean Oh yeah, that's who, it. He could he... I mean he could overtake Mike Williams, surely, maybe. Oh yeah, point. I think I think he's got that level of talent. I think it was a, a great pick at the back end of the fourth round. Like you said, I think even if he's not surpassing Allen, yeah, wide receiver two in a couple of years is more than more than possible. Yeah, I'm going to go back to the third round just at the end. Okay. I, I chose Kellen Mond, and then <laughs> immediately had trade offers from Kieran, who has Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so Mond has the pleasure of being my first ever Viking. He was he was on my team for a grand total of about half an hour, and I now no longer have any Vikings players. But um, I traded Montekiran for next year's second round pick and the year after's third round pick. So to say that I took him at the end of the third round, uh, I think I've made out of that pretty well. But. It, it was a long debate between me and Kieran because I do have faith that Mond might actually grow to be a good quarterback for the Vikings, mm-hmm. and I do feel like Cousins. Cousins is coming to the end of his. Uh, I think the whole Vikings organization is coming to the end of their patience with with Cousins. You know his massive salary and all that, the yeah. whole financial package. I think we've got another year or two, and then that kind of comes to an end without a contract renegotiation so he eats so much cap space it's crazy and yeah yeah i'd get rid and i, I think can. yeah mond is a different type of player you know he he can he can actually run <laughs> so <laughs> so i think i think he might actually end up being a decent pick however i do feel there's a lot of pat mahomes frenzy going on where a lot of teams now are kind of looking in the first round to draft a star quarterback because they see how good mahomes is and mm-hmm. obviously Allen's on the rise as well. I think that it just feels like there's been a bit of a twist and a turn towards focusing on very young but very promising quarterbacks. And I feel like the Vikings, after the success of Justin Jefferson last year especially, as long as Slick Rick doesn't keep trading away all our picks, <laughs> I think we might be in a position where if the first round does fall to us and there's a decent quarterback there and Cousins is on the way out, I can't see, unless Mond really impresses any reason why we wouldn't choose uh, a first-round quarterback instead. So it's it, it's an interesting situation, but I think Kieran's happy. He's got Mond. He's got, you know, he's got the immediate mm-hmm. backup to Cousins. I'm happy because I get my second-round pick that I traded to you yeah, back, exactly. essentially. And I also get my third-round pick back in a couple of years' time. There wasn't anyone else, really, in this draft that I was too fussed about. Bothered about. Um, so I was apart from Palmer, who I managed to get anyway. So I'm, I'm happy with the way it came came out for me, and I think Kieran's happy with the way it ended up for him as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think, it, like you said, it works for both of you. Um, having him as a backup to Cousins makes sense. You get two picks. Um, I think I'm with you. I think the Vikings probably will move on from Cousins at some point. Um, I, th- I just think you've got to if you want to try and make that step forward and get back into sort of the, the playoffs and try and make a run. But I think obviously if they do do that, I, I don't think it will be with Mond. Um, I think chances are if Cousins is on his final year and the Vikings have a decent pick and there is there is that first round talent there, I, th- I think they would probably just draft someone else. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> just just <laughs> from, a, from a fantasy perspective, that's yeah. what I'm hoping. But... <laughs> Uh, and I'd I'd like to be in the position to swoop in and grab that, uh, but, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I've got two two second round picks next year, which is 
an interesting position to be in. Might see if anybody wants to do any trades, maybe for a 2023 first rounder or something. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and I guess any other any other selections that jump out to you? Um, I think, I mean, like we, we discussed earlier, the, the three tight ends that went in the fifth round. Um, of the three, I think I think Hunt along is worth a mention. He was yes. in my he was in my top three tight ends on my board. Him going to Miami now. I know they've already got Gasicki, um, so he's he's not exactly going to be first choice. But I, I do like him as a player, um, and I I don't think that's a bad pickup in the fifth for for Kieran there. So I thought that was worth a mention. Yeah, I th- I, I agree. I think it was a good good choice for Kieran, especially because he can stash him. Kieran did frustrate me somewhat as uh, he he chose Chris <laughs> Evans in uh, in the fourth round. Yes, and I did have my eye on Chris Evans. It's an interesting choice. I'm the mixer owner, so he he kind of makes more sense to be on my team than anyone else's. So I was quite surprised. I, I had him kind of as my last pick, if I'm being honest. I didn't think anyone would take him any earlier. So he he jumped up a lot. Um, I mean. Mixon is injury prone. He's probably going to get injured <laughs> next year. But at the same time, I've I've got four what I would deem starting running backs. I've got Eckler, Mixon, Montgomery, and Dobbins. So if if Mixon goes down, I still have three solid. Yeah, running you're not backs desperate, to, are you? Yeah, the, no. I'm almost handcuffing them with other RB ones or RB twos. So it, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. for some, isn't it? Well, yeah, not too bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I wasn't, I wasn't, I was initially like, oh, because part of the mon trade, Kieran was like, oh, I'll trade you my uh, 2022 second round and this year's fourth round, and I thought. He's not going to choose Evans, so I'll go for the third round in 2023. <laughs> then Evans goes off the board. I was like, God damn it, he was in my grasp. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't think that decision will come back to bite me like the uh, the Gibson Bernard decision did. I'm a bit I'm a bit nervous when it comes to handcuff decisions now after that trade and how badly it went for I me. So, so yeah, I'm, uh, it was a. It was a shrewd pick by Kieran, though, I think, in the long run. If Mixon gets injured, I think Evans is probably going to rise to be quite an important player on, on his team. Agreed. I don't know if I've got any other particularly interesting choices after that. I think it's all a little bit... There are a lot of dart throws, I guess. Um, yeah, I think once you're in the fourth or the fifth, you are, yeah, you are doing that. There was... It was quite nice to see after the draft, there was a lot of um, sort of movement to pick up. You know, yes. those ones that went undrafted. Um, I think I picked up two or three just sort of sleepers in my eyes, and like like we said, I think I'll probably just pop them in the uh, in the taxi roster and and just keep an eye on them. Yeah, uh, it, it's crazy. I'm just looking now. There was those was those was a lot of activity after the draft. Um, I picked up a few players who, yeah, given we have the taxi, I just thought it'd be nice to have them on my roster in case anything yeah anything positive uh, <laughs> comes of it. Um, but there's is do I have any players of note to mention? I'm not sure I'll particularly mention any of them to be honest, unless something <laughs> something good happens. I'm just just looking through now. I know you you lost a, lost out on on a player to Alex. I can't remember who it was. But... I did. It was um, Adams, the wide receiver for Detroit. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think he would get drafted. I, I also didn't think anyone would pick him up because there wasn't that much hype around him. But I I, I had been keeping an eye on him. Um, he did finish, I believe, fourth. Mm. Last year in college receiving yards, and he and he can make some spectacular catches, but he did yeah he slid down everyone's board, so I was a bit annoyed. Alex, Alex picked him up, um, but you know he's undrafted rookie. I'm I'm not too I'm not too fussed. Yeah, it's 
yeah, I, all these guys are untested, so we're not really going to see the true value until the season begins. I don't think. Exactly. So it 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 really depends on how how things pan out. I think the only sad thing about doing the draft this early is I'm just so excited for the season to begin and <laughs> realizing so it's away. months away. <laughs> still, it's it's heartbreaking, but. Yeah, so we so we we drafted early, and it, I think I think most people were happy with their picks. I mean, I only came out with three players in the end after, well, sorry, yeah, three players after drafting away. I think I had the fewest pickups out of everybody, and and as I say, Rohan had the most with seven. So, but it, it was fantastic to see the trades, especially in the first round. Those first round trades were were pretty monumental, to be honest. And I think if the Jefferson trade had gone through, that would have been earth-shattering. So it's oh yeah, that would have it, sent shockwaves through the league. It's Jefferson a massive... getting traded after that season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, it's a massive shame. But as as uh, someone mentioned, you know, he had he had that phenomenal season, season one. Who who says he can produce it again? I mean, teams are going to be aware that Justin Jefferson is a very good player now, whereas before all eyes were on you know stopping Thielen. Yeah. So I think. I do think he's going to have a bit of a hit to production, given that everybody knows his name now. It's it's you know it's not fresh anymore. He, Justin Jefferson is a very good player, so I think he's going to be the uh, the one that people target over Thielen from now on. So who knows? Thielen might get an uptick in production. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, so that was our draft. Uh, if you want to catch up on any of the uh, any of the news. Uh, have a look at our socials we've done a few graphics just to display the the key trades in the first round and we'll uh we'll obviously be updating that as as any trades that that follow in the aftermath of the draft go through so so yeah you can you can follow us on instagram at podcast underscore interference so you can have a look at us on facebook uh, podcast interference as well um i think that summarizes everything uh for this episode we are looking to do a the bonus episode that we mentioned previously um, obviously this episode was supposed to be the bonus episode but we've gone ahead and drafted so it made sense to strike while the iron's hot um, but the bonus episode looking into Fantasy 101 for anybody who's doesn't really know uh, the NFL all too well or they're thinking about joining a league but they, they don't really know how the, the point systems and things works we'll have an episode about that uh, next time so thank you very much for listening uh, any parting words of wisdom from yourself Jack? No, no, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Um, I really enjoyed the draft. I'm buzzing to get the season started, and we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey!